Hey y'all, it's your girl Keith the Kentucky and you're tuned into another episode of So There's That Podcast on a slight hiatus from the last time I spoke to you guys. Um, as usual, should be going down in real life and I just be trying to keep up and uh, obviously still trying to practice a little bit of consistency for the most part, but thank you for tuning in. Um, as usual, I ain't shit and I don't know what this episode is going to be entitled have so much stuff to update you guys on a lot of things to catch up on but first and foremost because i know you guys fucking care just a little bit a back brief of personal things going on with your girl so i'm actually in recovery i probably shouldn't be running my mouth right now i had dental surgery this morning kind of but um since i have no kids here i was home by myself because i was uh teleworking today and it's quiet and my mouth is finally like able to move to where you guys can hear me. I figure I'd jump on the mic, give y'all a little something, let y'all know what's been going on with your girl. So the first thing is I'm done. <laughs> I'm done as in, uh, I think I've been giving you guys just a little bit of information. I'm getting ready for a promotion. And so with that, I probably should take my phone it's the group chat hey group chat shout out to, to with the shits they know who they are <laughs> uh, so before I record I guess I should turn my stuff off but I gotta be readily available so anyways getting back to I was getting ready for promotion board y'all real crazy I got skinny enough to go in there put on my uniform take this picture get a few more check in the boxes and um you know i'm done uh the board convened yesterday <laughs> as in they get a group of people all together and they sit around they judge you and tell you whether or not you're squared away enough to get promoted and that's how promotion works from a certain period in, in your career once you start getting to that point so that's how it works you do all this preparation you go look nice you get skinny you update all your training that's why i was at the rifle range the pistol range and, and then, then a group of people literally get in a room and they look at you and they look at everything you've done in your career and say, hey, this person deserves to be promoted or hey, this person should absolutely not be promoted. Don't do that. And so I'm hoping that everything goes in my favor. And uh, y'all pray for me. Y'all send good vibes to the universe. Either way, I've come to terms with whatever the outcome may be. I'm at this like weird portion of my career where you know, I'm so close yet so far to retirement and I'm just trying to stick it through. I'm trying to do my thing and power forward and push through. Shout out to my girl Mildred, who's currently out of state right now, out of state, out of country right now, um, supporting us as usual, who gave me the good phrase, push. Um, uh, what was the first? Um, damn it. I guess I should know what PUSH stands for, but we've been using the app. <laughs> the combined word for so long that I totally for prosper and push. There we go. Prosper and push through. That's what it was. Shout out to Mildred. So um, that, uh, I, last time I spoke to you guys, I came back from some training in Tampa, Florida. That was beautiful. I found that my boss literally sent me there to get a break away from the house. How fucking chill is that to know that you're sending somebody some, to some training that really isn't that useful, but the fact that it's in Tampa, Florida, you're sending somebody there so they could just refresh, reboot, boot, and, you know, 
continue doing good things. And so shout out to my boss for that. I appreciate you. I came back and I was telling him, you know, a lot of this information was like, we already knew how to do this. And he was like, yeah, but you know, you just had your kid. I, I think you deserved it. And I was like, what? For sure? <laughs> I was like, really? You just sent me for that? Because me and my boss, like when I first started working with him, I think that he had a control issue? I don't know. Or maybe he just didn't work, you know, so intimately with another woman. And uh, it took him a while to trust me and my work ethic. And together, we're as a team, we do great things together. And he's leaving at the end of the month. So I'm actually really sad about that. I've come to have a great relationship and rapport with my boss. And so while he's on the way out, you know, again, now I have to transition into, okay, now I got to get used to this other person that's going to come in and take his spot and be my new boss. So um, y'all pray for me on that aspect too, because y'all know when new people come in, they like change shit up or it's difficult and you have a rough start. And eventually it's kind of like how my boss is now. I'm like, eventually, hopefully y'all have a good working relationship with each other. So shout out to him for sending me to Tampa, Florida, knowing damn well, I was not going to retain none of that fucking information <laughs> that was provided to me and didn't have to back brief, uh, give an after action to nobody. They literally sent me to uh, a, a free trip to Tampa, Florida for five days just to get away from my children. And I appreciate you. So what else did I do? Um, I got my first reading and that was interesting. And she basically told me, stop bullshitting. <laughs> and that's what I got from it. And it, everything was so accurate and concise. And I'm probably gonna be using her in the future. Um, not right now because I spent like a week or two after my reading bullshitting like she said I would be doing. And it was a lot of stuff in my spirit. I just felt like I was held up. I was like literally stopping myself up. And I sat down to record on April 13th. And um, me and my husband kind of have like he does basketball. So he does basketball on the weekends. And I'm, I'm at home with the kids. And sometimes when I have my kids here, I make every excuse not to put my hand in different pots because I get so... Um, just like I get so caught up in being a mom and uh, the worrisome parts of being a mom and making sure that my two-year-old isn't to everything that I literally just don't trust the quietness and I don't take advantage of it and I don't do other things that I could be doing like my podcast writing notes for my podcast or my other endeavors or helping my friend out that I need to do. I need to sit down and do that. Um, but she, she basically gave me confirmation that if I put the work forward, which I am working towards doing, it'll just be more proactive instead of reactive, um, that I'll get all the fucking things that I deserve. <laughs> and so I am trying to change my routine. I'm trying to get back in. At the beginning of the year, I wrote down all my intentions. And I, once a week, I would write down um, just mantras. Uh, I would try to meditate when I could. And I fell off of that a little shortly after my birth after my birthday. Everything work-related kind of became my focus. And I forgot about the things that were personal to me. And I'm very adamant about 
everything that I wrote for my goals or resolutions or whatever you refer them to be, for them to be completed by the end of the year. So my next big tasker uh, that isn't fun, but I said I would get it done this year, is just go back to school. I am approximately six months away from getting this bachelor's degree that I have been working on and off to get since 2007. So the entire time that I've been in the Marine Corps, even prior to that, shout out to Western Kentucky University. Um, I went there for a year and because I was not used to the freedom that I had in a college setting, that is why I ended up in the military. It was the second thing that I knew best. I knew how to sit down and study and do the right thing. But the freedom, the freedom of college and the freedom of professors, um, you know, not really getting on you about deadlines and when things are due and they're not reminding you and you're 18 and you're free and your mom's not on you for every little thing. Yeah, I encourage you, if you're a parent out there and you have kids, allow your kids uh, to have a break after high school. Figure it out give them a chance to fuck up for a year because once you start dabbling into those loans and those grants bitch it is not nothing to play with um i literally just finished paying off the one year that i was at wku um <laughs> like no shit like a year ago uh, and, and most of it's because I kept letting it go into default because I kept going to school on and off. And when you're in school, they, you know, they stop hit bothering you about your fucking loan. But uh, I let it. And I think I had close to $10,000 for one fucking year, guys. So reconsider. I know when we're, uh, I know, especially in the black community, as soon as kids turn 18, y'all want to kick them out. For my kids, if y'all want to stick around, <laughs> Y'all can, you know, chores is still gonna be up. I'm gonna allow y'all be an adult, do your thing, respect my house, obviously. But I'm not gonna be the parent that pushes my kids out of the house at 18. I just feel like we do that too often. And then we set our, our kids up for like financial distress, really. And there's no reason we can set them up for greatness and 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 not have them do that now obviously there is a bone to pick i was dealing with this with my niece um because i i'm pretty sure my sister gave her the option you know or whatever and i had to sit down and let her know i was like hey man you still living at the house there's still gonna be certain rules that you gotta abide by you can't just be in there doing your own thing or whatever um so i think a lot of kids once they do turn 18 because that you know, you believe that you're grown at that point. <laughs> what a joke. It's, it's, you're not grown <laughs> at 18. You definitely are. I'm barely grown. I'm 31. And I'm still figuring out life. And uh, I can only imagine now, like, I was leaving the house at 18 and really thinking that I was just, you know, out here. <laughs> and I wasn't. <laughs> And even when I joined the Marine Corps, like, leaving home, like, leaving Louisville, Kentucky at 18, 19, was just crazy for me. And I learned a lot in my first duty station in 29 Palms. I was talking about that with some coworkers the other day. Um, and I just, it, that grew me up. And even then still growing, still growing. And, uh, so I just, that's, that's one of my goals. I have to get that done. I've been on and off doing that for 12 years and there's no reason why I shouldn't even really, <laughs> I should have a master's out this bitch, to be honest with you. Um, but because I've been bullshitting, I'm going to be real with myself. I'm going to assess myself and look at myself in the mirror and say, you've been bullshitting. Um, get it together. Like, what is you doing? You can get this degree. And I definitely want 
to be able to do that by the end of the year. I want y'all to be able to see the growth in your girl and me achieving all the goals that I have. I now, speaking of goals, I'm about 10 pounds away from where I need to be for my job because we have height and weight standards that we have to buy by. I have a month left coming back to full duty after having my child. So I have a lot of physical preparedness to go through. Y'all send me any of the little helper hints, things that y'all got that helped y'all. I've been off and on on keto and it's worked out for me, but unfortunately I fell off the wagon. So I'm kind of struggling to get back in there. But on the flip side, I have been running a lot. I've been doing a lot of cardio, um, been doing a lot of legs. Uh, so for what I don't compensate on my diet, I have been doing in the gym, but we all know if you ever been somebody on a weight loss journey, those two things go hand in hand. So if you fall off one, the other doesn't really work unless you you in tune with the other. So help me, Lord, like get me there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pushing, I'm trying to get back. I need to, because I'm so close to where I need to be um, that at this point there's, there's no turning back. So I um, appreciate everybody's support at this point. And uh, like, again, for the promotion purposes, oh, let me tell you guys a story. I said I wasn't gonna do this, but I'm gonna talk about it. Because I, I met, like I said, I recorded an episode about a week ago, and uh, I think I fell off of that whole story. <laughs> but I recorded an episode a week ago, my husband went to go play basketball, and um, it, I tried to record this episode. And Jace, my child, my two-year-old, and the baby, they was in the background. I was like, you know, I cannot post this episode because people going to be like, you is crazy. What are you doing? So that is the reason why y'all getting the episode so late. I did have one recorded. I'm probably going to tap into a few topics that I did talk about on that episode because a lot of shit, like I said, a lot of shit's happened since we last spoke with each other, y'all. But I'm going to get back to it. Um, I just, Like I said, check me out on my Instagram. So there's that pod. Go follow that thing right now. Go like my page on Facebook, you guys. Support is free. I'm not asking y'all to purchase nothing. I'm literally asking y'all to press play on the podcast and go like a few things. Don't cost you nothing. I'm not one of those paid or sponsored motherfuckers. I don't got no flat tummy tea to sell y'all. And I'm just trying to get out here and achieve my little inner dreams and goals and shit. And, and the way you can assist your girl, if you really rock with me, like you say just go like them. Just go like them. Talk with me. Converse with me. Give me topics that you want to hear my point of view on. I appreciate it. So again, at So There's That Pod on Instagram and at Keep the Kentucky page on Facebook. They hating on me. They ain't going to let me change it. It's all good. We're going to stay Keep the Kentucky then. That is my, that's my name. That's my game. And we're going to talk about a few things. So we're gonna take a few minutes real quick, not take a few minutes, take a moment. <laughs> and we'll come right back. And we're gonna talk about a few hot topics that we got pop culture news coming up next. <laughs> hey, y'all back. I'm laughing because I totally forgot. This is what happens when I don't write notes and I said I was gonna make an effort to, but what happened was. <laughs> okay, so I told you guys I was in board preparation. Board preparation, basically getting ready for um, promotion. So there was one thing I needed to do. I wanted to share this short story with you guys. 
um, I had to go take a picture in one of my uniforms. It's one of the uniforms that kind of like, if you look bad in it, then you look bad, basically your body bad. So I've been working on getting it together in order to look up for this picture that I have to take. Well, in order for us to get the picture taken, we have to take um, a paper paperwork over to a place that's called training and we have to have them sign off on our height and weight. Uh, you get heighted, basically see how tall you are and you step on the scale and they see how big you are. And, uh, you know, in the military, you have height and weight standards that you have to abide by. Straight, got it, understood that. So I go, I'm still in my postpartum period. Um, I have a month until I come out of that. I take my phone over to training. They acknowledge that I'm in postpartum. They actually do not make you still step on a scale, even though they know you're in your postpartum. Good on you guys, you're doing something right. So then they give me the paperwork that acknowledges that. I take it then to a boss who has to sign off on it to confirm and say, hey, you're good to go, whatever. So I take it to one of the guys that has to, you know, sign for it. And I catch him in the hallway. I'm on my way there. One of my other bosses at work is waiting to get a text message so he can meet me over where I'm taking my pictures because it's always good. Um, and guys, if you know what branch of service I'm in, if you're listening as somebody who's in the same branch as, I, as I'm in, I want to give you a point out real quick. If you're taking a promotion photo, Take a person with you. Do not go alone. I saw somebody that was ahead a of line of me and they look like absolute trash. And I tried, you know what I'm saying, from my perspective, but it's good to have somebody there. It's good somebody get good to have somebody behind the camera and say, oh no, take another one. Just, you know, let's fix this, let's do that, whatever. Anyways, back to the story. I go present my paperwork to the boss over at another place. And uh, he kind of looked at me, looked at the paper, looked at me, looked at the paper, and looked at the paper for like five minutes. And I'm looking at him like, nigga, sign. Okay, sign the paper. Why, what are you looking at? Like, it's, it's a basic paper. He probably sees it all the time. And then at that point, he had seen that paper so many times because there's so many people that are, you know, getting the promotion photos taken. So he then looks at me and he's like, can we talk offline? I'm like, okay, sure. So we go offline offline means we go off to a private area to talk so i'm looking at him and he's like well i just don't think you should have on here that you know you're in your postpartum i think you should take uh, your um height and weight right now if you can do it and i'm like no nah, bro i'm like 10 pounds like what you doing stop sign my favorite <laughs> not to mention there's only a few more days left that you can take your picture before you know, you can no longer take a picture. And if you don't have a picture, you're not even getting considered for promotion at this point. So um, I'm, I'm like, dog, I'm, I'm by the order. We have orders and regulations. By the order, I'm still within the time frame. What's, what's the problem? Do y'all not know that pregnant girls in, in this branch exist? Like, what's, what's the deal? Like, what's the problem? And he basically confirmed to me that there is bias <laughs> on these promotion boards. And I was like, ew, like gross. Cause he basically was like, well, I've sat on a board before, which he has not. I know he has not sat on a goddamn board. I sat on a board before and just don't look good, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so what? So here's my slight rant before I get into pop culture news. Stop giving pregnant women in uniform grief. You know why? And I'm talking to my male fan base here is because most of the time, in the 12 years that I've been in, I've seen so many males have 
beautiful, large, huge motherfucking families. The only difference between me and them is the fact that they have a wife at home that is able to facilitate facilitate all them fucking kids that they got. And it and it's unfair to come into a working situation and then look at the girl that works under you and she's pregnant, she's starting a family and give her fucking grief about what she can and can't do and her hours that she needs to be in and how that looks as her work ethic is uh, considered. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's stupid. I hate it. I think motherfuckers need to have some compassion when it comes to that. I think people need to understand that although you select a military branch or uh, the military in general to be a career that doesn't that doesn't stop or supposed to hinder you from having a family because the show ain't stopping them up. I'm telling you, no lie. The motherfuckers that be giving people the most grief got at least five kids. And most of the time, their wife is ugly. And that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Stop giving pregnant Marines grief. I felt a certain way about it when he said it to me, but I'm like, I'm working on myself. You know what I'm saying? If I was a junior person, I would probably feel some type of way. It would probably give me low morale. It would probably not make me want to re-enlist because I know that, you know, I'm going to grow up in this institution but people are always going to look at me a certain way because also while I'm, I'm trying to do great things here and, and be great, y'all not going to allow me to have a fucking personal life. I can't get married. I can't fucking have kids with, without y'all looking at me crazy. Like, what the fuck? Leave me alone. And I understand. No, I don't understand. I don't. Leave pregnant girls alone. Let them do, because most of the time, they already know all the things that's up against them. From the time they piss on a fucking stick, they know that they're going to have so many people that are working against them. And they, we, always, we almost have to have that mantra of, we got to work twice as hard to make sure that me, people don't treat us like victims, don't treat us like handicapped, and, and, and know that we can still complete the mission at the end of the day. So, I don't know, I had a small rant. And I had to finish that because I meant to say that on the last segment. But now we're going to get into some pop culture news. I'm not going to give us a break going into it. I just want to talk about it. A few different things, actually. Um, the first thing, because since I spoke to y'all, we didn't get a chance to talk about the late, great Nipsey Hussle. Unfortunately, uh, the hip hop world suffered a horrible loss last week or not last, last week of March 31st, um, hip hop artist Nipsey Hussle was murdered in the parking lot of his own clothing store uh, by the name of Marathon in South Los Angeles. Um, Nipsey was 33 at the time of his death and he was survived by his two children, Imani and Cross. And he was also um, survived by his girlfriend or fiance or wife. I don't know. I'm hearing rumors that they may have gotten married prior to his death. Not sure. Can't confirm that. Um, but Lauren London, which is how I knew Nipsey Hussle, essentially. I want to be honest. I'm going to be clear about it. I'm not no new fan. I'm not acting like no old fan. I have tapped into his music since his death. Um, that is unfortunate because my brother-in-law was trying to put me onto his music long, when not long ago, but when his uh, Victory Lap album came out last year, he was trying to put me onto it. And I was like, I'll get around to it. You know, I'm going to listen to it. Um, and I never did. <laughs> and I felt like shit after that kind of but I always knew about Nipsey Hussle via Lauren London 
um, because of the videos, the cute pictures, the GQ interview that was released literally days before he died. But I knew about him prior to that and um, mostly his relationship with the game, Snoop Dogg, his um, involvement with his community was big. I knew a lot about all that. He had some problematic comments in the past before. I wasn't really focused around that. Y'all know how shit could go down. Um, but uh, it was just... I remember the night that I, I was scrolling on Instagram. I was on the Shade Room, obviously. Y'all know I stay on Shade Room, Ball Alert, Neighborhood Talk. Shout out to all the blogs that are on Instagram that keep me up in the know. And I saw that Nipsey Hussle was shot, okay? And uh, immediately I was just like, okay, they didn't really give much details when it first happened. And so I didn't know, like I, you know, she shot in the leg, shot in the arm, shot in the foot. I don't know. You never, I, I, I didn't think death would come of this. And, and an hour later, after reading that one, it was found to be that he, he was uh, pronounced dead um, shortly after that, that news was passed. And I remember just feeling real somber and I didn't know how to feel. Like there, there was, a, there's this man who impacted the culture so deeply, who was doing so much in his community, who was trying to uplift his people, who was trying to teach and promote ownership. Um, those things I knew about him. So I was hurt in a sense of, fuck man, like shit, you know, that sucks. And it was almost, if I could compare it to the feeling of comparison is uh, when Tupac died. I remember exactly where I was when Tupac died. I remember how I felt even as young as I was when Tupac died in 96. And um, it just was, it just felt like it wasn't supposed to be like this. It felt like we lost somebody way before they were gonna reach the pinnacle of, of their career. Uh, he had just released the album last year, like I said, Victory Lap, but he had been in the game for a long time. He released various uh, mixtapes and was heavily respected in the in the music industry. And so it was very just sad to lose him the way we lost him. And when details came out about how, it was just like even more like a slap in the face because he was just trying to help out somebody who just got out of jail. And uh, it, it was just... Man, uh, the loss of him, if you just look on social media today, I mean, they haven't let this man, I hate to even be talking about it right now so late because I just want him to rest. But the beautiful thing about it is uh, that he was celebrated so beautifully uh, amongst his peers. His mom was a light. It was a fucking beacon of light. Um, like she made me not feel sad about his death because she was so at peace with it you know and 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 her peace was unshakable it was it's crazy her energy is nuts and uh the way lauren held this held it down and how how beautifully she spoke about him and their relationship with each other and it was just um it was so great to see that man so loved and so respected and um it was just really sad to see um his demise the way that it ended up. Now, a lot of news following his death. Y'all had conspiracy theories. Y'all thought the, they, the feds then sent people to shoot up Nipsey Hussle. And I just want to be clear. We've obviously gotten news that 
as of right now, when I recorded last time, I didn't have any updates on who his killer is, but now we know who the killer is. And it was just a nigga who had an attitude problem that was mad at Nipsey Hussle. And that's as simple as that. Wasn't nothing about no uh, plants and oils and shit, y'all. It just wasn't. It just wasn't. It was a nigga that was mad about something stupid and took somebody's life that meant a lot to a lot of people. That's what it is. The conspiracy is is that there is none. Um, so that was a, a topic. Reggie Bush out here creating GoFundMes for a nigga that owned his own masters that uh, invested blocks of land. You know what I'm saying? He don't need your money, Re Reggie Bush. And I know, I know you feel like you just need to do a good deed. I wish you and your wife would sit the fuck down somewhere. Lauren London has been pretty adamant in the family about they don't need y'all help. The, the, the niggas set them up for success. I think they're going to be all right. Um, what else concerning Nipsey Hussle? Because I want to let this man sleep, okay? I want this <laughs> I want this man to be in his peace. Um, Kodak Black. Jesus Christ. He's locked up right now. Apparently, he just got out on bail. Y'all know I stay, <laughs> I stay above. I stay abreast to the news. Um, y'all know he a rapist, first off. Um, let's be clear. Before I even talk about his situation with Nipsey Hussle and Lauren London, let me get this off of my chest. Kodak Black is certified trash, okay? He was trash before he said the comments. He was trash before T.I. and them came all out of the woodworks, wanted the guns, wanted to get this man uh, banned from all the places when he been saying problematic shit for literally the last 90 days. The nigga's just been reckless and nobody's cared until he said probably the smallest of shit. Was it, was it like disrespectful yeah it definitely was the things he said um regarding lauren london because it was basically wrong timing and why the fuck you talking about that when a man just died and the man is her you know dude um but i'll break this down for you i don't have a timeline kodak black basically went you know back and forth with young ma a, a female rapper who is also a, a stud a real life stud um, and she, she raps about straps. She enjoys those things. She enjoys vagina. She has made that clear to us. Kodak Black made a whole song or a, a line or something in regards to fucking M uh, young M.A. And she didn't want no parts. And she made it clear she didn't want no parts. And, and Kodak Black basically went forward on to say, well, why do you don't want to be penetrated? Like, ugh, like, wait a minute. What do you mean? First off, look at you, Kodak Black. Look at you. What are you doing? Sit down. No, young MA do not want to be penetrated and especially not by you. For what? But no, absolutely not. So that was like one of the first things. Second thing is this nigga been pending a rape charge forever and they just now about to charge his ass. Like y'all didn't want to revolt the system then? Like how many more fucking and then for the for the straw to be <laughs> that he said what did he say? Like, what did he say verbatim? I'm trying to think of it. I can't think. It was basically, um, I'm going to paraphrase something about if uh, I know Lauren London's hurting, uh, I won't even mess with her right now like that. Uh, I'll give her time, but I'll be the best nigga. Some shit like that, right? Very ignorant, dumb shit to say, but it wasn't enough for me to go off. It was just like, you trash, you've been trash. Of course, you're going to say some trash shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> So to me, it's like these people like, oh, Kodak Black, T.I. and all them niggas. Like, T.I. really? <laughs> First off, come on, calm down. The game, really? Dave East, 
really? All y'all sit y'all problematic asses down. And it, and it wasn't even like they was going hard on behalf of Lauren London. They was going hard because Lauren London was associated with Nipsey Hussle. It was nothing about uh, out of respect for her at all. Debate me, argue with me, I don't care. It was nothing about her. Uh, they got in their feelings because that was Nipsey's girl. And Tia has a direct correlation to Lauren London because they, they've worked intimately with each other on ATL and all that stuff. So he knows Lauren London. So he's going to feel his feels about it. And then everybody else, it was just because it was Nipsey Hussle. Like, so don't play with me on the compassion shit. Y'all don't give a shit that it was her. Y'all gave a shit that it was Nipsey's girl. And so I don't like that. And, and the fact that, like I said, that he has this overwhelming record of being trash and this was the thing that made niggas take down, uh, take him out of the trap museum and take him out of motherfucking uh, band his music on the radio. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute, guys. Let's, let's, okay. And, 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 and Charlamagne the guy that made an extremely great point because he went on, he does his donkey of the day and he was talking about, I think the game, it says something about, um, Kodak Black, because he was mad. And Charlamagne was like, nigga, you sit up all day doing nothing but degrading women all day long, all day about whose who's, who's vagina you've penetrated at this point. Like, you talk about that, you out them, whatever your sexual um, relationships are with those women, you sit there and talk about them all day. 50 Cent does the same thing. Um, T.I. done been out here various times, like cheating on Tiny, poor thing. And but uh, now their their moral compasses finally aligned and shit, and and then they have to go for Kodak Black. I'm not defending Kodak Black, but I have to say, y'all look like y'all full of shit. At the end of the day, <laughs> like I don't understand it. But uh, yeah, they've been going back and forth. I will say, I heard there was a diss track or a diss line in one of Ti's latest songs, and then Kodak Black responded. And he said something about, excuse me, he said something about Tiny. <laughs> I love Tiny and I think, I, I don't want, listen, Tiny looks the best she's looked in a very long time to me. But he said something, the Kodak Black called her piggy. And I know that's the go-to line for Tiny, but in the context, <laughs> in the motherfucking context, that shit was hilarious. And his response was low-key fire. Y'all know I'm a music fan. I gotta say my things. I gotta I gotta do what I gotta do. Um, but I, I don't support Kodak Black like that. But I can acknowledge a bop. I like um, the, I know I'm super fly. That's what I look. It could be Bruno Mars's uh, chorus. I don't know. I don't think I know any of the words to Kodak Black's actual uh, verse on that track, but is that Gucci Mane's track? I think it's Gucci Mane featuring Bruno Mars and Kodak Black. But I don't need no fin of chin. That's what that's all I know. That's all you got for me. Something like that. And did y'all hear what I say? Nope, because I don't know the fucking words to it. So <laughs> but all in all, y'all, to bring it back, rest in peace to Nipsey Hustle. It really just sucks that we lost somebody in the manner that we did but there's been multiple news stories that have like piled on top of that since um since we've we found out about his death and it was just uh it was hard for a lot of us like um 
yeah i don't know like i said i was uh, for two days i was just like uh like this sucks <laughs> like i felt really bad about this whole situation and so i i sent all my love my condolences out to her uh to nipsey's kids to lauren uh to anybody who was touched by his music uh going back and listening to his music um I won't say that I've become a fan, but I enjoy a few tracks from Nipsey Hussle. Um, also, what was I going to say? I was going to say there was a there was a post that I saw the other day. There was a track. I just deleted it out of my phone, too. I think it's called Ocean Views. And somebody posted about he was basically doing a verse about what was to happen if he died. And within that verse, the verse ends at the three minute and 31 mark. So if y'all into weird shit like that and coincidences, go back to the Ocean Views track that's on his Slauston Boy 2 mixtape and just get weirded out like I did. I don't know. So right now I wanna turn to a few listener comments that wanted to talk a little bit about Nipsey Hussle and his impact. And we'll be right back. Okay, I'm sorry it took so long to get this to you, but I've been on the move. Um, I'm gonna get right to it. So I think what stands out and what separates the death of Nipsey Hussle is even as much as the media wanted to make it uh, a gang-related event or throw any negativity, the entire city of LA stood behind this man and didn't allow it to happen and that's something you rarely see it wasn't oh another rapper shot dead it was the death of nipsey hustle is the community businessman the activist the rapper the the family man just the consummate professional the man that was out there doing all the things that other rappers rap about he was actually bringing it to life and giving back to his community one building at a time like all those things that you saw rappers brag about, houses, cars, money, and bitches. Like he wasn't worried about any of that. It was, I'm gonna invest money back in the community. And his focus was the children because in order to change a generation, you have to change the children. They, he didn't want them growing up looking at drug dealers, you know, looking at crackhead rappers, look at, look at all, all the negativity. He started to focus on a positive light, putting STEM programs so they can learn science and math, become coders, just, Things that people say but never actually really do or someone should be doing this or, you know, he didn't turn around and buy an alcohol label. He turned around and built a barbershop. He turned around and built a kitchen. He built condos. He built a professional collaborating space, which, you know, as someone who does that every day, I can appreciate. He's, he was just different. And there won't be another one like him. And for dumbass future to have the audacity to compare himself to Nipsey Hussle. One, it lets me know how disillusional he is. But, you know, I put, I put it on Twitter that Nipsey was out here doing all the things that Tupac talked about. Tupac talked about educating the children. Tupac talked about reaching the children. He talked about investing in his community. He talked about all the things that should have been going on and that we as a culture should have been doing, but Nipsey was the one actually putting the plan into motion, you know, putting foot to the pavement, building, 
expanding, hiring within the community, you know, giving people ownership back of their own land. And I thought that was amazing. What the Nelsie Hustle murder tells me is that sometimes you have to watch who you have in your circle. Because even though they're cheering you on, got your back, they're around you and, you know, telling you, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, you got this. Yeah, bro, you can do this. You always have to watch them because it's always that one jealous one. And I think that it was a senseless murder. He was taken away from his kids and he was taken away from a community that he was really helping and trying to, you know, get back to a point to where they was up and thriving, you know. He didn't take his success and rub it in their faces. He helped everybody. And for this guy to just, you know, do that with, like, no remorse, you know, it's senseless. And I, to be honest with you, whatever he has coming from him, he deserved it. And But one thing we have to do, even though we know that the government is whatever, they do whatever, just, like, sometimes we got to look at ourselves and not always blame them because it starts with us. All right, we're back. Thank you and shout out to my friends who decided to give me a few voice messages as to, you know, their impact on how they were impacted by Nipsey Hussle. Right now, we're going to get into a few things. First thing I want to say is what a friend we have in Beyonce. Like, right? Really? Am I right? Like, okay. So this past two weeks or so since I've been gone, there was rumblings that Beyonce was going to have some kind of documentary slash movie thing that was going to be uploaded to Netflix and we was all going to get our entire lives right. So it was to be released April 17th. Today's April 18th. And um, yeah, she basically, what Beyonce did is she played us. Um, but as a loyal member of the Hive, I ain't got no problems with it. Uh, I enjoy all things Beyonce. I enjoy new content. But as my good girlfriend Gia said, that shit could have been an Instagram video of what we didn't see last year at Coachella. Shout out to Gia. But um, we gonna listen, we gonna tap into it anyways. So what Beyonce did, she released Homecoming, which is on Netflix right now for you guys to view and binge watch and do your thug those two hours of greatness, okay? And it gives us a slight behind the scenes of everything that led up to the great moment that we had at Coachella last year, uh, where Beyonce just shut it down like she does everything. And the great thing about Beyonce is she knows that she can re-release shit and we get just as excited as if it was the first thing. And I think our problem as it, members of the Beehive is that we've gotten so used to the impact of the Beyonce release. Beyonce as in that album that she released surprisingly. We was all sleeping in our beds, just chilling, and all of a sudden woke up and we had a motherfucking album and everybody's freaking the fuck out. We've gotten used to that. So every time we hear about Beyonce doing shit, we be on our P's and Q's now. Like we be ready for whatever turn up that's about to pursue. Like uh, we, we ready now. And so um, she's played us before because she went on tour She's done like two tours where she kind of like did nothing, like where she didn't have a new album to promote or nothing, but she knew that we was gonna give her our coin at the end of the day. Like at the end of the day, we was gonna give you our money and we was gonna be okay about it. We was gonna try to get them floor seats. We was gonna be broke. Um, but the queen always does try to advertise around tax season. I've noticed that about her. She's at least considerate enough to do that. Um, but <laughs> like I said, the, the documentary was great. I got a chance to watch it right before I started recording. And the, the one thing that resonated with me is the fact that 
um, she was supposed to perform at Coachella the year prior, and then she found that she was pregnant with the twins. Shout out to Sarah Romy's chubby sales, hello chubby chubbies. And uh, she was unable to do that because of the pregnancy. And it kind of gave us a little, like I said, itty bitty, like a glimpse into the preparation, the work, and, and just the grind that she had getting ready for the homecoming, homecoming that we had last year. And oh my God, like for me, somebody that's working towards getting to where I'm happy with myself and also being prepared for work, basically. Cause I bet if Beyonce wasn't Beyonce, she would take a little time, be fat for a little bit. Cause Beyonce fat is like my thick. Like I'm trying to get aspire to Beyonce fat. Okay. Like if she um, wasn't trying to prepare for nothing, she'd probably be, you know, eating Popeye's chicken, her specialty or whatever and not worried about it but she had wanted to put on a good show she went through a lot of shit that i'm not doing i'm not i'm you know i'm not fucking with carbs and sugar for the most part she had a lot of conditions and then she had the nerve to top that off with i'm still hungry and i'm like i know you is sis but guess what not for me so i need to eat though but just seeing the work ethic and the hard work and the planning and the management that she has with the team around her is just, if you are not inspired by Beyonce, <laughs> I don't understand you. If you don't like Beyonce, if she's just not your preference, then so be it. But to take away from what that woman has done, I can't, I'm not standing for it. We gotta square up. I just don't understand the, the lack of recognition there at the very least. The lack of seeing that Beyonce is really out here trying to up the standard um, to put us on as black women, to, to as a black community to, to and, and I know, honestly, I know a lot of people are thinking that um, it is the wave, um, but I don't think it's the wave. Um, you know, Mumble Rap could tell us that, you know, empowerment isn't really the move that's the popular thing that's going on right now um but beyonce the representation that she had up on the stage with her um the excitement that everybody had participating regardless of how pushy she was with um how perfect she wanted that show to be she was pushy on them she was bossy and it was a, a it's a joy to see beyonce in that element when she is just has sweat she's glistening she's sitting down in her chair she's watching the people around her do their things and she's um pointing out critiques and she's uh you know just uh, it's just a joy to watch i like i would do anything to be just in the room with her while she's doing that. Let me take some motherfucking notes on how to, she's a true leader. She's got women and men up on the stage of all colors, of all sizes. Uh, there was big girl dancers, small girl dancers. Little, there was a little thin girl had a little, a little donk on her right next to her. And I was just like, look at you girl. She had a girl who had just had a baby on the tour where there was just, She's really out here trying to put on for us. Like she's really taking a step back. I know she has her other endeavors, Chloe and Hallie. She has Ivy Park. She's dabbling into Adidas now. She's got so much stuff going on. Uh, and I know we just be wanting music. Like we, uh, some people be getting on Rihanna all the time, but look at all the fucking great things that they're doing behind the scenes. We might not get the music, but um, so long as they're putting their hands in so many different pots, do you know how many opportunities that opens up for you know, people that look just like us. Cause you know, that's how they're hiring. 
And there's nothing, that is nothing, because I know my white friends, although that's kind of, no, it is not. Because those things matter. Um, that there are opportunities and jobs out there that are looking for people that look like us. It just is. Because in the regular world, we don't have those type of people out there just looking for us. It's very hard out here. And so watching that was just, it was beautiful. First off, watching how hard she works was just amazing. Watching all those men and women that had the opportunity to watch, uh, to, to, to work alongside Beyonce. And she made sure to let them know when she was talking to them that it was a collaborative effort, you know what I'm saying? And, and that it took everybody's, um, you know, participation and hard work in order for them to have this great show, which we did. Like I was in a hotel last year waiting for my house to open and and just watching Beyonce on YouTube, streaming it. And thank God for the Wi-Fi over at Crosswords, uh, Crossroads Inn where I was staying because I just, it, I'm just always amazed by her. And like I said, she literally gave us the Coachella, the shit I watched last year, put it on Netflix. But I'm still gonna watch that shit, and I'm still gonna be amazed. And even the small clips that we got to see of her being intimate with Jay and the people around her, I I live for those things. Like you said, those could have been an Instagram post. She could the side swipe, and we could have saw that shit. It's okay. We was probably looking for a little bit more, but we be settling because we like Beyonce content. With that being said, she also released a live version on all streaming platforms, and I just found out, bitch because I had a bootleg and whatever, y'all can get on me or whatever. I just don't have title. I started in the game with Spotify. I'm gonna keep Spotify. I'm keep paying my little 10, 12, however many dollars that I've been paying since like 2014. Um, I'm gonna keep what I got. I got too many playlists to be trying to fucking add another streaming service and then create other playlists. You know what I'm saying? Beyonce and Jay-Z, y'all need to be, stop being stingy about the fucking work. We about to get lemonade, basically, is what I'm about to say. She is uh, about to, <laughs> she's about to put it on all streaming apps as of right now, and it's only been on Tidal. And uh, so my good girlfriend, Nicole, yes, yeah, she's the one that sent it to me. She sent me the, uh, <laughs> she sent me Prince and Beyonce in a, a, like in a file on an email. So I could have it because um, I absolutely fucking needed it for the concert. So I got the opportunity to go to the Formation concert and it was a life changer. Like, I, I don't know if I talked about it before, but my husband surprised me. My birthday's in February and the, the concert was in May and it was right after the Super Bowl and she released the promo for the Formation tour. And I was just like, I absolutely fucking have to go to that concert. I, I gotta go. Like. This is the one, like, I don't know. I feel like this is the one that I need to go to. Like there was many Beyonce concerts that I missed out on, on the run. I missed that one and Miss Carter tour and all that stuff. And there was a lot of things I was playing games. But my husband though, shout out to you. Like I, every once in a while I gotta just stop and just thank my husband for buying me Beyonce tickets years later. I, just thank you, boo, I appreciate you. Not only did my husband get me Beyonce tickets, we had floor tickets and I still to this day don't know how much them tickets are. I don't want to know how much them tickets was, but I know that I can no longer go to a Beyonce. Since he gave me such a great first time experience at a Beyonce concert, you can't go and nosebleed after you have floor seat experience. You just can't. Like, that's not me being bougie or whatever. You just can't. Like, I'm 
if she goes on tour again and I have the coin, I'm gonna have floor seats. Um, I have floor seats as to, um, I was near the second stage. Cause you know how there's an initial stage all the way in the back and the people in the pit, them, them niggas spend it like, whoa, I don't know how much money they spent, but I don't got that type of coin. I was near the second stage area and during that portion of the show, she came up and did the Freedom song. So I had what I like to call Freedom Water kicked in my face. And it's just, I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing. I just, I felt a way. I felt like it was a spiritual awakening for me. And it was just a beautiful experience. I shout out to my husband. We was lit as fuck. <laughs> we was lit. And, and the thing is, my, uh, my husband is not even a big Beyonce fan like that, but he was he was there with me amping me up i was drunk i was just it's i was just having the time of my life i have to find those clips they're on my instagram somewhere but uh i just had an amazing time at beyonce's concert so i don't know what she has next there was rumblings on genius.com that there's some album floating around called b7 and i think that's the reason why people is mad that we only got coachella <laughs> live um because it looks like she may have new music heading out sometime soon i'm looking forward to it we gonna get it when we get it i'm ready for whatever beyonce got to throw at us for the rest of 2019 we still got a lot of year left so um i know she's uh you know she just got for tour with her husband so she's taking her time beyonce deserves to drag uh, a break too shit let her have a break damn she'll be back and also with that Leave Rihanna alone. Let her make these bomb-ass bronzers and lipsticks and fucking highlighters, goddamn concealer for all the people. Let her do that for now. I enjoy uh, Rihanna's music and I'm looking forward to another album, but I just ain't gonna, y'all can't rouse the Pisces. Y'all just ain't gonna make us do shit that we don't wanna do. Leave her alone. She had her making a movie. There's a movie on Amazon Prime with Childish Bandina. By Bandina. Who? Uh, Childish who? Childish Gambino. <laughs> and it's called, what is it? Guava Island. And I watched it. And Rihanna is beautiful. And that's what I will say about that. It was like a slight musical slash suspense slash. I don't know. I watched it. It was cute. And that's what I have to say about that. It was very, very cute. But am I going to watch it again? Probably not. Not at all. So, yeah. So shout out to Beyonce, shout out to Rihanna. I am looking forward to new music for them both, but I think that we're in this era of music right now where there's a lot of people trying to solidify their place in music. So I'm kind of glad that Beyonce and Rihanna are letting other girls have a little bit of time to get their life together. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Because when them girls come on the scene, it's about to be real. I don't know what y'all gonna be doing, LMA, all y'all. Uh, Queen Naja, whoever she is. Um, who else has been? <laughs> I need to stop treating them like that. But um, what have I been listening to? I've been listening to a lot of old shit. Like, I, first off, I have my old school playlist. Like, I was in the gym uh, doing legs to Funk and Fun Jamaica. Yeah, that's my that's my thing. I, I don't really be getting into trap music in the gym. There's certain songs. Oh my gosh. Oh, we're having a music moment. Let me take the time to let you guys know about my obsession for Meg the Stallion. <laughs> Meg the Stallion. Um, first off, baby mama. Point bank, period. What they be saying. Um, just a Houston rapper. I love her accent. 
Uh, I love how country she is. I love how free she is. I love how raunchy her lyrics are. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where she ends up. She lost her mom a few weeks ago or a month ago. And she stayed pretty steady. And I really enjoy her music. So check Meg The Stallion out. I know Cardi B just released a video with Offset, Clout. I really haven't heard that song too much. And I don't know how I feel about it. I want Cardi B to continue pushing content out, though. Because I feel like she slowed down a little bit. I don't know what she's doing. I need her to jump on board because the the song with offset it i don't think it's as big as it probably should be but it's it's not um who else who's female rapper time so meg the stallion cardi b and i made a tweet about this the other day. i need the, all these girls on on the track like we we can exclude Nicki minaj for now since we've been asking her to do a ladies night forever and she don't seem to want to get the girls together so what i would like to do is cardi b meg the stallion um, Doja Cat. Now, y'all know Doja Cat from the Moose song, but if y'all listen to any of her music, she's actually very fucking talented, but she's goofy and show, but her wordplay is really fucking ridiculous, actually. So if y'all want to listen to somebody that's a little quirky on the art, uh, on the hip hop side, Doja Cat. Uh, I'm trying to get into Rico Nasty, but I hate how she sounds like she sounds like when she's rapping she sounds like she's nagging i don't know how i feel about that um who else oh god i don't want to leave anyone out so, so i said meg stallion cardi b doja cat cash doll i've been enjoying her in the gym actually and uh Malibu Mitch. I actually enjoy her music as well. Come together, ladies. We need something. We need a female empowerment. We need women all on one track. Y'all get a verse. Y'all share the chorus. Y'all fake sing together. What I would actually like, <laughs> I take that back. I don't want y'all to fake sing together. Grab motherfucking a singer to do y'all's hooks. What's up with that? Why we don't do that no more? Rappers, why everybody gotta sing their own fucking hook? Like, Ugh, invite one of these R&B niggas to do the, the hook for y'all. Like like Gucci Mane did for Bruno Mars. For the, I know I'm super fly. I, know, I just don't see a lot of that. I think everybody thinks they're a singer and y'all not. You're absolutely not. And bring back the motherfucking remix. Why we don't get remixes no more? Y'all don't call other producers to be like, be like, we're trying to do another song, but do it this way. What happened? Like that was such an exciting time in music was the R&B feature and the remix, and I know I've talked about that. I know I've talked about this before, but I miss it. That was a beautiful time in music, and I feel like every rapper thinks they're a singer, and every singer thinks they're a rapper, and they don't collaborate anymore. Like, not hardcore, not like it used to be. Like, people are jumping on people's tracks all the fucking time, and we got videos. I miss that time in life. I really miss old school MTV, old school VH1, old school BET moments. I'm an 88 girl, so let me feel my feels. But at the same time, it's just, yeah. I wish it would go back to that. So so what else is on the on the news side? We're going to talk about Wendy Williams and got herself her free, okay? Last time we talked, I think I talked a little bit about Wendy Williams. And y'all know she's been having issues with her rumors swelling around about her husband, Kevin Hunter. She always talk about that nigga. And uh, him fucking around on her, got had a baby on her. And she seems real mom about it. She always, you know, people's giving her shit because, you know, 
she is who she is and she talks about everybody's business and she was kind of being playing quiet and coy about her own shit and her own problems and situation with well, a girl that finally got her papers and, and she's about to walk away from this nigga and I just know that he's been a leech their entire marriage he ain't good for shit and uh, she probably just been needing to get away from this nigga and I don't know why she kept him so long maybe for the kid but I feel like little Kevin like 15, 16 that nigga old enough to understand what's going on leave him she got a lot of life in her like I said I am the one of the few who think that Wendy Williams does not look bad that she can get some squats in to match her titty input you know what I'm saying yeah to me yeah I'm not body shaming her but I just feel like she look like a uppercase P and I don't want her to look like that I just feel like she look off balance and I don't want her to fall over her stuff that's all uh, especially since she's been dealing with you know substance abuse issues and shit like that I want her to be healthy and happy and I think I'm so I'm so glad that the first step is getting away from this toxic ass nigga that she shares a house with there's no reason you should be in a sober house with this nigga with the baby on the side like oh my god terrible but she's moving towards the divorce she didn't fire this nigga from the job and i'm just happy for wendy williams no matter how you feel about her i am glad that she is moving towards you know as much self-care and self-love as possible and she's she's vibrant and she can find another love if she wants to i'm excited for her i just don't i just i was really curious to know is why she was putting up with the shit for so long so uh, i just came across a new story that i'm about to bitch on so i'm gonna take a break real quick um before i get out of here because i don't want to leave her message on red per se i had a friend um that had a few thoughts about jesse smollett so i'm going to let her clip play here and then we'll come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about a few more things we'll be right back my thoughts on the jesse situation do i think he was completely honest no the comments about being the black Tupac and fighting back, even if they were said in jest, it was a serious situation and not the time to say those things. Um, and I, I really don't believe that he's the type to fight back. Uh, having seen him uh, in personal interactions with other people and so on, I really don't think that he's capable of, of doing those things. I've believed him from day one. If the brothers did uh, attack him, which I'm sure that they did, because we do have footage of them uh, buying the MAGA hat and so on, it's because they wanted to. I genuinely believe that he did pay for a training session or a bunch of training sessions, and they went ahead and exploited the opportunity to take more money. Yes, take more money from him. I definitely believe that we as a black community are very quick to rush to judgment. It's always a situation of finding a person guilty and having them to prove their innocence when it's supposed to be the other way around, innocent until proven guilty. Why is it that we are so quick to always make our victims prove themselves when it comes to our girls, when it comes to our black men? We're so quick to make all of them uh, prove exactly what has happened. Uh, I think in this situation, it's a great example of 
us needing to self-reflect and not be so quick to judgment if it is a situation that we believe is not to be recognized, then you have police there. Let them do their job. You're not the cops. All right, y'all, I'm back. Thanks again for the voice comments. I got a slight vent. I've been venting a lot this episode. I want to tell y'all first and foremost, I don't know what the fuck uh, a Game of Thrones is. Ah, oops. <laughs> Psych. I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad y'all was excited. I let y'all have all the fine things in life that y'all wanted. I didn't post anything about how I didn't know anything about it. I let the people have their good things and the things that make them excited. Do y'all see how easy that was? I just wanted to be clear about that real quick. So when I get to talking about... Well, what would I be talking about y'all acting like y'all don't like it, y'all don't care for it? Whatever that is, don't do that. Do like I did when y'all was talking about Game of Thrones for a fucking week straight. Do that. Next. Issa Rae. Hey, girl. I got a bone to pick with you. I know you're living your life. You real glowy out here in these streets. Your legs look like they glistened and shaved and you've been taking care of yourself. I keep that wedding ring, too. Don't know. You ain't told nobody, but I heard on the streets that you finna get married. I don't know if you got a bun in oven. I don't know. Amani gave me that that little theory there. Shout out to you. So I'm not sure. I don't know what personal things you got going on in life. I see you shining. I know I'm supposed to be going to see this little movie that you in with my little daughter, Marce Martin. I really see you out here in these streets. I peep you. I've been watching you, Issa Rae, since Awkward Black Girl Days on YouTube, waiting for the uploads, okay? I've been with you. I've been here riding. So Issa, do you love me? Are you riding? Nope, not even because fucking Insecure ain't gonna be back until 2020. What the fuck I'm supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do with that? I got a bone to pick, man. What? Wait a minute, because the reason I bring up these uh, Game of Thrones people is because apparently they've been week a work. Let me get it together. They've been waiting a whole year, and only to come back to apparently a lackluster premiere. Shit, like what the fuck? But I'm sure Game of Thrones got way more fucking episodes than you gave us last year, girl. Yeah, I'm about to read you. I'm mad. What? What you mean, 2020? So we gotta wait. Come on, dog. Come on, Issa. Like, this last season didn't even do it for me like that, to be honest, low-key. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of stuff going on. It was all over the place. It really didn't get interesting or hard-hitting until the very end. I feel like there's a lot more character development to happen. I need to know a little bit more about what Kelly got going on in life. I know she's funny, but I'd like to know a little bit more about her. I'm sick of Molly and her issues. I'm trying to find out what's going on with Asian Bay. Um, the Coachella episode was very dope. I enjoyed it. I appreciated it. But at the same time, it's like, Issa, you has given us 30 minute episodes and I think we only got eight episodes last season. What am I supposed to do with this? Like, I really got HBO for you. Like, like, man, listen, like, I don't know. Do we need to talk? Like, what's, do we, do we not let you have a, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm disappointed. She is booked and busy, but at the same time, like, 
I feel like a TV show, a series is a commitment. And so while you want to dabble in, in other things, I understand that. But how are you going to leave your base, though? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm really upset. And a lot of my friends, I talked about this on my Facebook page. And a lot of people were like, well, just let her get her money. You should be happy for it. Get, let her get her money. I'm invested, though. You know what I'm saying? You introduced this new fine-ass nigga on the show. He got all these fucking problems. He didn't ghosted you. You was on her looking crazy. Look, and Issa said not to treat her, herself like Issa's, but I don't know why she didn't change her name on the goddamn show, but we'll, it's okay, Issa, it's okay. I'm invested into the characters. I know you as a personal person. Um, I don't know her as a personal person, but I know her, uh, you know, as an up-and-coming actress, writer. I'm totally supportive of that. But I just feel... <laughs> I just feel a way about this long ass brief, uh, a long ass hiatus that we're, we're going to have. Um, Cause I was one, I was looking forward to finding out, you know, how these loose, you know, strings are gonna be tied um, from the last season. It was just a lot going on. We dug more into Lawrence's life. I didn't need that, but she did it anyways. Um, and just a lot of these extra characters. And now I've got excited to find out where their next turn is. And I just, I just, um, I'm baffled. I brought this up before because somebody had said something, I think it was earlier last year or late last year, actually, where they were talking about, you know, how much trouble they got to go through to get us the season. And I'm like, bitch, like, don't do me. First off, don't insult my intelligence like that. I've been watching the... I ain't gonna lie, I was about to lie to y'all. I was about to say, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy for all these years, and I just got on, let me first off, I binge watched Grey's Anatomy all the way up to the 10th season in like a fucking weekend. I was on maternity leave with my middle child. And the fact that Shonda Rhimes is able to provide these long ass fucking, you know, seasons for us on my fucking time, I don't wanna hear your fucking excuses. <laughs> at all she's on time all the time and she got several shows that she's working under and it's just Shonda out here wanting life's killing people you know what I'm saying she manages to do that on time every motherfucking year and I just don't understand I don't, I don't understand like I want to understand but I don't so um Quote from HBO programming chief Casey Bloys. Am I saying that right? Quote, well, Issa became a big movie star. Bloys says of the actress who's currently starring in Little alongside Regina Hall and Marseille Martin. Hey, daughter, we're not the first to deal with this, but when you're in a business with very creative and talented people, there are a lot more opportunities for people to do things. Issa, I think, partly wants a break to come back to it fresh. Well, I got an ultimatum. Even though I'm gonna watch it, I still got an ultimatum. I need this shit to be like an hour long. Gotta be. It gotta be, Issa. Like, come on, dog. Please, please. What you doing? Like, please, can we get an hour? Can we get like 12 episodes a season? Something like, I'm out here. Look, HBO is expensive. Please. That's all I guess. I had a bone. I had a bone to pick with Issa Rae because I was just like, "How you gonna? How you gonna do this to us? Like, I've been out here. I've been supportive. I've been, you know, paying this fucking cable bill, and I don't want to. <laughs> I 
Well, shout out to Issa though. Real talk. I am proud of her. I'm, I'm proud of the come up from YouTube. But I just, I just as a person who loves and adores the show, um, that literally speaks to the 80 baby, 80s babies. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And you took my thing away, and I feel a way about it. So, shout out to you, girl. But still mad, still pissed. I'm gonna get over it. I'm gonna still watch, but yeah. What else do I want to talk about real quick? Somebody wanted me to review us. It was a good movie. Go watch it. <laughs> it's a lot of conspiracies. I'm going to keep that short cute. It's so layered, y'all. I'm not about to give y'all a fucking movie review on us. Us is a layered movie. Go watch it with an open mind. And then when you walk out of the movie theater, confused as fuck like I did, pull up Google, go to Reddit threads, and just figure the shit out. There's so many different, uh, I think BuzzFeed at this point has probably compiled all the conspiracy theorists um, and theories on one post. And you can get your entire life and catch all those Easter eggs uh, that are gonna be coming at you fast throughout the whole damn movie. There's a lot of crazy shit going on. And uh, woo, I left that movie theater like, whoa, wait a minute, I'm dumb. <laughs> So, but thank you to the people of Reddit. Y'all never failed to put me on. I appreciate you. You are smart. And it's very smart people in the comments threads when they're not talking bullshit. They're really smart. Apparently, Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris was on fire. A lot of people care. I just, hmm, hmm. That is very sad. I will say that there's still water that needs to be provided to the people of Flint, Michigan. And uh, so many other things in America that I just feel like I would cry at that first, you know? Like, you know, I mean, I know it's a historical landmark and I know a lot of people might be pissed at the fact that I said that, but I ain't no shit about Notre Dame except for like the hunchback was there and shit, you know, his ugly ass. I just wish I cared more. Um, what else did I want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, don't care about that. Apparently, Tiger Woods won his fifth Masters. Mm. Nah. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> oh, gosh. Does he claim us yet? I don't think he does. So, I think that's all I got. Oh, yeah, guys. Hey, did you try to watch Rail? Are you watching Rail? Did you like it? I tried one episode. I just didn't, too, it didn't soothe my spirit. It's canceled. Sorry if you liked it. Hate to be the one to break it to you. Oh, and 3LW is out here beefing. Like we back in 2005. I really fucks with it. Um, so Tori had, <laughs> you know, they have those damn, um, what are they called? What is that damn show? I watch it all the time. It, it was on, it was on, damn. Is it uh, centric? Centric. Hmm. Anyways, the show is called Uncensored, right? And so Notori Naughton was talking about her experience. And yeah, I know she came from the, the group, the girl group 3LW. And she was talking about, you know, her experience there. And she eventually got kicked out or left the group. And there was always this rumor going around <laughs> when I was younger that there was a fight that has some shit to do with KFC and shit. And um, yeah. So, um, Keely Williams, which is the one, hey, yo, you promised me the K-Spay, but that was last year, boy, in the eighth grade. The one with the horrible lisp, the, the, the play of Pete, her, 
she got real mad. She took a breath, uh, break from breastfeeding and let the girls know that she over here doing mom shit. She didn't want to be involved, all that. But from the rumors that I heard coming up, that Adrian and Keely was out here doing some reckless shit. And they really was treating the Tory like the dark-skinned stepchild. And I mean, if it's true, then it's true. If it's not true, I don't know. I don't feel like a notorious would do that on a whole episode if it wasn't any truth to it, because I think we're all aware of, you know, slander and all those sorts of things. But I thought it was pretty funny <laughs> that this beef rehashed itself in 2019. And it's literally over a decade old. Girl, take your L. Go feed your baby. Notori keep being an annoying on power uh, as Tasha. I can't wait for that to come back. That's another series that I recently binge watched and I'm a power fan y'all. That's what I was talking about. Nope. I thought I was talking about that one. I let y'all have power too. I never didn't say I don't watch power. I don't know why y'all like power. Uh, so going back to my little argument or whatever. So yeah, we're going to close out the show. I'm going to bring up a few people that I would like to acknowledge and then uh, we'll get out of here. But it was good talking to you guys about a few different issues and topics that we had going on. But I'll be right back. All right, y'all. So we at the conclusion of the show. I want to take a few moments to acknowledge a few people that I support. And because, you know, I do my thing. I like to be out here supporting the people. So once upon a time, I used to be a girl who twerked in the mirror. I'm still her. It's me. Uh, <laughs> so I want to promote a friend of mine. I'm going to call him by his alias. Drop one to the producer. Um, you can find him on YouTube and he's on all streaming sites. And he has a song that's entitled, get ready, Ball Head Hold Shit. I enjoy it. It is great music to turn up with your girlfriend. So if you got a group of girls, y'all going out for the weekend and y'all trying to participate in said ball head ho shit, make sure y'all tune in, press play, listen to stream it. Okay. Ball head ho shit by drop one, the producer. I will credit him on my Instagram page. So you guys can see and have an automatic link to your turn up song for the Friday because it's tomorrow. Y'all need something to listen to. Don't be like me and be stuck in the house. And even if you are, twerk in the mirror like I do. All right, turn the music up on in your bathroom. Um, I like to personally, with my husband is cooking, just drop it low on him real quick out of nowhere. Sometimes it's special to me. Just turn the music on while you're doing it and 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 get your, get your um, you know, eagle on, girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was a good album. Listen to that the other day because we was having a discussion about this uh, Lil Nas song, The Old Town Road. And uh, I had to kind of discuss to one of my white co workers about how genres have been mixing for some time now. This isn't a new situation to us because, bitch, we had Nelly and Tim McGraw out here because it's all in my head. And uh, I, <laughs> I had to, I don't know why I pop in and give y'all just random snippets. Um, but I'm glad y'all ain't turned it off yet. <laughs> All right, y'all. So um, I'm going to be shouting out an event that's going to be happening in Phoenix this year per my friend, Joanna. Shout out to you. It's going to be a uh, June 22nd. It's going to be the annual lock appreciation day. It's going to be the fourth Saturday of June. It's going to be in Phoenix. 
They're going to be hosting a celebratory event with product stylist vendor fairs and a special fashion locked hair runway presentation. Additionally, they're going to have a special military slash veteran highlight and we'll be running that video during uh, the whole showcase. Um, it's going to be black men, black women serving and looking fabulous within their uniform while also wearing locks. So make sure you send your photos if you want to participate uh, to marinejoannasweat at gmail.com to be included. And I'll put that information on the IG page as well. The subject for it will be military lock appreciation. And in the body of the email, it's going to say, I give permission to LAD um, PHX <laughs> to use my photo for promotional media and any other means of publicity showcasing LADX PHX's um, lock appreciation day. You're going to provide your rank, your branch, and how many years that you served. So if you would like to be included, like I said, again, I will be posting this on my IG page um, throughout this week and making sure that if anybody wants to be involved, that they do so. Um, let's see. Be inspired. Be proactive. Be Beyonce for the rest of your week, okay? I was trying to find something really great to say, but I think if I say be Beyonce, damn, that should be great enough, right? Right? <laughs> so that is the conclusion of the show. Again, follow at there's uh, so there's that pod. Ooh, Lord, my mouth is starting to hurt. I told y'all I went ahead and done shit and I'm over here running my mouth. At So There's That Pod on Instagram and like my page at Keith of Kentucky on Facebook. It don't cost y'all no money. Promise you it's fucking free. Um, I appreciate the support, the love, the comments, the ratings, uh, the subscriptions, hitting me up. Um and asking me for input on your podcast. I enjoy shit like that. Let's make it a community, a collaborative effort. Let's uh, help each other to get closer to the goals that we have for ourselves, guys. So really, that is all I had to say today. I'm really glad I got a chance to sit and talk to you guys. So there's that, buddies. I'm out. <laughs>